Hello and welcome to Spotlight with me, Ruth Medjber, here on Dublin City FM. Today is Wednesday, November the 23rd. If you're joining us live, you are very welcome. You can send us a message uh, through Instagram or Twitter at Ruthless Imagery is where you will find me. If you're listening back on podcasts, well, hello to you too. We're going to kick off the show with some brand new Irish music. We always play Irish music. It's exclusively Irish. And sure, why wouldn't we like? Because we make so much great music here on the island of Ireland. In this week's show, we are going to bring you a live session recorded here with the fabulous Breedine. You're not going to want to miss this. Her story alone is fascinating. She does wonders with the harp. She's incredible. So that's going to be coming up soon. We also have Trish Nam from Photo Museum Ireland, who's going to tell us about a brand new show that's coming to you tomorrow. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to give you a whole host of events that's happening around that you're not going to want to miss. Let's kick off with a brand new new song uh, by Kieran Lavery and Blonnet. This is Bad Decisions. I have been making bad decisions I have been pulling it all apart Gilding consequence with fate again It's my
That was Bad Decisions by Blonid and Kieran Lavery. Have we had any bad decisions here today, guys? I'm joined by producer Patrick and producer Jonathan, who uh, might have made a bad decision at the weekend, but we won't say anything more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack on with some more new tunes, shall we? Uh, this is by Sarah Crean. You have no idea.
That was the fabulous Sarah Crean with her beautiful new song called You Have No Idea. Now, on December 9th, get yourselves down to the All My Friends Bar on Mead Street, where photographer Neve Barry will be having an exhibition called Now and Forever Interpersonally Queer. Uh, it's an attempt to display the quality and strength of interpersonal ties and relationships between queer people. It aims to take these to take heteronormative structures and queer them. I love that. I just want to take these structures and queer them. Um, So she wants to present them for what they are, which is beautiful, joyful, messy, euphoric, chaotic, but significantly life-changing. It sounds beautiful. Sounds like a gorgeous exhibition. Music on the night will be provided by Sammy Sammy Copley, who we are big fans of here on Dublin City FM. We're going to take some new Irish music again. I feel like I repeat myself a lot on the radio by saying brand new Irish music, brand new Irish music. But that's what we do here. We use our wee platform here on Dublin City FM and on podcasts to showcase new tunes, tunes that might get a little bit passed over by other radio stations. We also give a platform to artists and to poets and to community leaders and event organisers as your little community notice board. So anything going on in your life that you want us to talk about here on the radio and get an audience to you, let us know. You can email us spotlight at dublincityfm.ie. We'll take a track now. The new one from Joshua Burnside. This is Woven. Woven like black thread tangling up everything you think I want to snap it roll it in a ball for kitten to play with stretched out for the days long and the nights are long I'm sorry if I Live inside me warm Safe like a baby Never born, never dies Like a baby Never born, never dies An elephant lonely, lumbering on I wanna pull you off from this well So damp, dark and deep and wrap you In the tin foil sheet Give you coffee and a paper Cup to warm your heavy bones And say okay Saying I'm okay, I'm coming home today Tell him I'm okay, I'm coming home today
serpent telling him to fetch someone. What a lovely little outro there. That was Joshua Burnside with Woven. Um, next up, I'm going to take a song, brand new song from Katie Phelan. Katie, who is friends of the radio show, she came in and gave us a glorious performance in one of our early weeks of this show. Can you believe we're on air for 14 weeks now? I might finally be getting the hang of this thing. <laughs> um, this is her new track. She's going to be playing down in Other Voices. Although if you tune in next week here to Spotlight, we're going to be having an Other Voices special. But we have Jim Carroll is going to come on and talk to us about his banter sessions down in Foxy John's down in Dingle and we'll also have Ushin from Animal Drive is going to be playing some live songs for us we're going to take one of his tracks later on in the I was going to say in the hour but the two hours we have two hours <laughs> anyway this is Katie Phelan with Guest It Was About Me
to talk to you for just a minute, just a minute or two. Yeah, I'd like to know.
That was the incredible Layla Jane, brand new song, Dance With Me. I first um, came across Layla Jane when I was working in BIM, you know, BIM the Music College, which is down in the Liberties. And she was awarded the Imelda May Scholarship, which is a fantastic initiative. And I think it speaks speaks kind of volumes as to Imelda's sense of community. And Layla is obviously doing kind of wonderful work with that scholarship I'm sure she's graduated by now but that was just it's beautiful it's nice to see her doing so well speaking of Imelda May I'd like to play you a poem that she wrote a few years ago and it is so heartbreakingly relevant um, today particularly this week if you saw the scenes that's just been coming out in the last few days and I'm going to dedicate this poem by Imelda May to anyone who feels the need to go down to East Wall and and be let's just say not nice people, I want to send them this track and I want to ask them like, I want to ask them if they have a short memory. <laughs> so if you're one of those people that goes down to East Wall and hurls abuse, um, I want to know, I kind of want to ask you like, oh, how's, how's your son doing in Australia? Like, are you, you know, has he got a family? I'm sure he does. Or, or how's your daughter doing in, in the UK? As in, you know, she's working away as a nurse. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's brilliant. I hope she's been treated well. Wasn't too long ago, you know, we weren't treated well in the UK. And what about your cousins in America? How are they doing? Have they been there long? Not that long. No, no, it's not been that long since a whole load of us went to America. So maybe you do have a short attention span or a short memory or or maybe we did you a disservice with our educational system here in Ireland and you just don't know your own history as human beings. Or maybe your heart is just so broken or maybe you're just... Maybe you're just really unloved to have your bones full of hate. Whatever it is, I hope you can listen to this next poem. Listen to the words of Imelda May, who'll put it way better than I ever could. Here is a poem she wrote called You Don't Get to Be Racist and Irish. You don't get to be racist and Irish. You don't get to be proud of your heritage, plights and fights for freedom while kneeling on the neck of another. You're not entitled to sing songs of heroes and martyrs, mothers and fathers who cried as they starved in a famine. Or of brave-hearted, soft-spoken poets and artists lined up in a yard, blindfolded and bound while waiting for Godot or point-blank to sound. We emigrated, we immigrated, we took refuge and so cannot refuse when it's our time to return the favour. Land stolen, spirits broken, bodies crushed and swollen, unholy tokens of Christ nailed to a tree. You hang round your neck, like the noose of the free. Our colour pasty, our accents thick, hands like shovels from mortar and brickly and every foundation of the cities you stand upon. Our suffering seeps from every stone your opportunities arise from. Outstanding on the shoulders of your forefathers and foremothers who bore your mother's mother. Our music is for the righteous. Our joys are earned and well deserved and serve to remind us to remember more blacks, more dogs, more Irish. Still labelled leprechauns, mix, paddies, louts. We're shouting to tell you our land, our laws are progressively out there. We're in a chrysalis state of emerging into a new and more beautiful era, 40 shades better. 
Unanimous in our rainbow vote, we've found our stereotypical pot of gold and my God, it's good. So join us, because you don't get to be racist and Irish.
was a very odd outro that I wasn't quite expecting um, of Damien Rice's new song Astronaut which is a charity single um, Damien Rice you know as you always know has done the charity busk at the top, top of Grafton Street which has been going for years and years and years and it used to just be um everyone just kind of whoever was home for Christmas would bring out their guitars and go in and play a few songs and uh, they'd put the buckets out and you'd all throw your money into it or whatever and it was lovely very Christmas spirit lo- Christmas Eve buzz and then everyone would decamp to Whelan's after and we'd have an L sesh there too but now as social media has erupted and you can't seem to keep a lid on things anymore it's gotten huge the whole busk on Grafton Street is huge so now they're bringing out records which is brilliant and any excuse to raise more money for the Dublin Simon community is good with me because of course, the homeless crisis and the housing crisis in Ireland is just huge. So that song um, is featured on a res- on a record called The Busk with um, all the kind of usual busk heads on it. So uh, Ronan O'Snowdug, uh, Liam Wainley, Lisa O'Neill, Glenn Hansard, uh, Bono, they're all there. You can buy that record and do your bit for the Simon community. 
this Christmas. Now, I'm glad you're still with us. I hope you enjoyed our beautiful session from Breedine. Um, Breedine is going to be playing our Spotlight Christmas Crackathon on December the 17th. So if you liked that and you want to see her do her thing live, join us then. I will be announcing more details about that in the coming weeks as soon as I get time to organise it all. Um, but save the date, December the 17th. It's looking like it's going to be an amazing show and I'd be really glad if you were there as well. Now, uh, still to come on the show, we have an interview with Trish Lamb from the museum, the Photo Museum of Ireland. I'm very excited about a new show that's opening there tomorrow. We'll take another track, shall we? This is this is brand new. It's a band that I don't really know an awful lot about. They came to me, they submitted their work via email, which I encourage everyone to do whether you're um, a spoken word artist or a musician or whatever your whatever your creative practice is send me your stuff um video blue sent me their stuff this is a song called peace of work we all got out to take a look at one so sharp and serene they barely cleared the accident scene when the crows resettled to Carry on this, carry on this, carry on. What did you just say to me? It was a cold snap, looking back. You fuse your hands to the bars, pure ass between mouth and heart. Whatever about you, I'm somebody else's nightmare, it's true. video blue with piece of work and before we play one more tune thank you you know the way it's christmas pretty soon um and i for one i'm wondering what do you do with kids not that i have kids but i have a godson who's amazing um so it's panto season oh yes it is oh no it is really looking at me like that for it's brilliant so just in case you're wondering what's going on here is your quick lowdown on what's going on 
the gaiety is obviously your first choice for a panto, right? Because it's like historic, you're in town, it's a buzz, the, the lights are there. They're doing the Jungle Book. Uh, Hansel and Gretel is in the Helix panto. We have Sleeping Beauty in the Civic panto, and that's in Tala. Um, that was from the 7th of December till the 8th of January. They have graciously donated panto tickets for the family to our big raffle in the Christmas Crackathon. So if you've missed out on tickets for that, don't worry your pretty little head you can win some if you come to the raffle there's loads of stuff going on um if you want to go to the Borgosh energy theater it's not a panto now it's an actual proper broadway thing as i was told off earlier at uh, disney's beloved olivier award-winning stage musical comes to the Borgosh energy theater um, as part of their uk and ireland tour we are of course talking about beauty and the beast um it's spectacularly reimagined and redesigned in a completely new production it sounds Fabulous. It runs from tomorrow, uh, the 24th of November, uh, all the way through to the 8th of January. Prices from €26. And they also do matinees, which is great, you know, when you have kids. Uh, Let's take another track. This is an acoustic version of Stephen by James Vincent McMorrow. So by the time I'd hit the stage, my fever started breaking. I could see in the
to welcome to the studios in Dublin City FM today Trish Lamb from the Museum the Photography Museum of Ireland Photo Museum Ireland Photo Museum Ireland I knew I'd mess up. We're still getting used to it ourselves Yeah you had a little bit of a name change I've grown up with you as the Gallery of Photography and you've done a little a little change on that then Does that show kind of the evolution of what you offer then? Yeah, I mean, when we when we were set up in 1978 as Gallery of Photography, we really were, you know, a gallery space and a tiny office. Mm. And since, in, in fact, our relocation to Meeting House Square, Temple Bar in 1997, we've become so much more than a gallery. So the gallery is kind of like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, and so we, what we also do is we offer artist studios, both darkroom facilities mm. and digital studios. We offer scanning facilities. We run a lot of nationwide outreach programs. We do a lot of training. We do artist residency. So the gallery term really didn't fit or it didn't properly represent what we're doing. And also it's a very generic term. And increasingly, as photography has become more of an established art form or medium and looking at international trends, the model for what we do is in Europe what's called a photo museum. Yeah, Not a photography museum, which is a more formal term but a photo museum so every major city in Europe pretty much has got a photo museum and that's a contemporary space that is interested and loves all things photographic that includes you know the wide church photography from contemporary art practices Mm -hmm. but also other other ways of expressing photography be it the photo book Mm. or be it more popular forms of photography Mm. which can be online projects or outreach courses or programs things like that so you really are so, the one stop shop in Ireland for photographers it's kind of like I mean it's I you know I'm a photographer as well so I feel like it's it's our space you know? yeah that's what we want it to be for yeah. people yeah it's a public space we're publicly funded by the Arts Council Dumb City Council and we want the space to mm. be used you know it is a space for everybody so you, you try and we you know we we've got our you know for us the exhibition program is kind of like the top layer that's sure. our contemporary photographic practices mm. but there are other things we do to engage people increasingly on social media you know I think in, in lockdown similar to yourself we did a project to bring together work by photographers who were responding to lockdown and Covid mm. so that was a, that formed a community and you know eventually that project got shared um, internationally as far away as Australia and Finland and so about nearly 90,000 people shared their photographs so there's a great way for people to connect yeah. with photography yeah. you know this year as well we've been lucky to do uh, a traveller uh, 
Wellbeing Through Creativity Project with the wonderful Martin Beans Ward. Oh, and yeah. that was a great way mm. to work with nine participants led by Martin as the artist to engage with representation around traveller culture. Love so it. photography can reach people. And that's, I think, the role of a museum to embrace, you know, a mm. very kind of circular relationship with the different forms of photography. And Absolutely. so the gallery term just yeah. didn't do that And anymore. you're bringing the public in as well through workshops as well. And then also you have the best photography bookshop in Ireland. Well, it's it's something we're hoping to grow and grow and grow because, you know, for a lot of people, as you know, the photo book is a, is a preferred form. You know, mm. exhibitions are great. You need both. Mm. And in the past, we haven't had the resources yeah. to publish the books. Mm-hmm. That should have been produced. So we've got in this the whole series they, in our they head need to be produced. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. got photo books that never were that should have been. <laughs> you know, so so that's something you know we'd like to do because contemporary practice really covers the period from the 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 advent of the first artists using photography, looking at the world, but not trying to say this is exactly as it is. Mm. It's artists giving a subjective look at the world. This is my interpretation. Yeah. Here's what I feel about the world. Here's what I think about the world. So it covers a period kind of from the the 1980s onwards when people moved away from a, a, a narrative-driven or a photojournalistic mm-hmm. description to something that's a much more artistic but interpretation. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, like, it's relatively new, I think. And, and I'm, you know, so I've been practising for maybe 20 years or whatever since I was about 16. And even just in that short space of time, I've seen a massive shift Huge. in, like, public perception of what photography is. You know, so it used to be when I was a kid going, I want to be a photographer. They're like, well, are you going to do weddings or are you going to do press or are you going to do, you know. Yeah. And it was very in your box you go. Yeah. And there was never, you were never... Photography was always, I feel like, photographers were battling to be seen as artists. Yeah. And I think that's still a little bit We're a little bit slower than other countries, Mm. to be honest. I mean, it's really brilliant that the National Gallery have started collecting photography in the last five years. That's just so great. Same with Irish Museum of Modern Art. But but in terms of, you know, in other countries, if you make comparisons between France, as you know, and America, it's very front and central. It is on a par with not a subset. And, we, and, and one of the reasons we want to set up a photo museum is we think the photography is its own visual, cultural yeah. sector, different to all yeah. other art forms because of this kind of unique democratic accessibility. Mm-hmm. So we think it's got, it's more like film. It's, it kind of speaks in its own way. It's got its own language. It's quite simple. People get complicated about it. So, it's, so even though other people represent photography in their collections, there's a lot of people, important artists, who haven't been collected who haven't been published. So talk to me a little bit about that then. So what you do as, as part of the museum is that you um, help photographers digitise their archives. Yeah, this is a new thing for us. We're very much at the starting point of this. And, you know, we've been, we've been kind of researching it for about five years now. Mm. And it's the cornerstone of our search for a larger museum standard space, which is one of our key objectives. But, but you know, all of this came about because we were starting to see the first, you know, generation of artists Mm-hmm. practicing photography as an art form starting to pass away you know or or people's work not being captured and that was that and this this is actually something that's happening across the world in terms of photography and, and artists archives and we know that one or two people had died and we didn't know where their archives were we weren't sure they're being collected or collected comprehensively and artists don't have the resources to do this no. themselves mm-hmm. you know so we, we've switched our, our digital facility towards being an artist archive facility. So what we want to do is work with artists to digitise their archives, to create a portfolio set mm. 
that will be printed in their lifetime, a set of images as they want to see them. And then hopefully eventually when we get a new space also, you know, hold their negatives and their other ephemera. Yeah. Things that give an idea of the context of people's work, why they photographed it you know, video interviews, all that kind of thing, so that we can record this history for the future. Absolutely. Because, you it's know, like, there's people like Vivian Meyer and Francesca Woodman, people like that, people who died young mm. and luckily, by almost a fluke, their archives were were, were saved. And you, you always come across stories like that of people like sifting through what they say, yard sales, whatever, and they find yeah. an immense catalogue of, of negatives and then all of a sudden this artist's work comes to light. Yeah. When, think about what we have in Ireland. I we know. just must, I, I'm, I'm always, you know, when I'm out and about, people always come up to me and they tell me stories of, you know, their granddad was a prolific photographer yeah. and he documented, you know, West Kerry for 40 years and yeah. I'm like, well, where is his work? He's like, oh, I don't know, like buried in an attic or something. Of that. There yeah. must be an awful lot yeah. of it. So you're providing services to allow people to, in their own lifetime, which I think is so crucial as well, you know, yeah. that, you know, I'd hate if, you know, after I passed away that my work was shown in a way that I didn't want it to be shown It's in. that detail, that's re- it's that contextual detail. I want it shown this way, I want it printed this way, ideally. Yeah. This is this, this is this, but mm. this is not that. Because the context gets lost. Yeah. You know, the, what things were about and why you made work. And then yeah. subsequent people might misinterpret it. You know, yeah. and so so it, it's that, and it's also you know we, we did a, we this this exhibition we're about to launch Tony O'Shea's The Light of mm-hmm. Day. It's the final chapter in a year long program surveying photography in Ireland from the invention of photography in eighteen thirty nine forty. Yeah. You know, up until now, because again, that we haven't had a comprehensive mapping of where are the photographs, what we have. Lots of people have fantastic collections. Mm. National Library, you know, Ulster Museum. Yeah. People have great collections, but in terms of a comprehensive mapping. So, and, and, and going back to that point you were raising about talking to people and I've got photographs. You know, one thing we realised was was that, you know, there's so much rich work that's never been seen properly. It might have been referenced yeah. one or two images, but it hasn't been really seen. Mm. You know, like one of the first early practitioners who was acclaimed worldwide was Augusta Croft. And she was Irish. She was making photographs in the 1850s. Wow. Amazing. She was exhibited in London. Her wet plate collodions, a woman. Why don't we have her here? I know. But luckily, <laughs> luckily, OPW, Dublin Castle yeah. and Dr. Orla Fitzpatrick are going to do a solo exhibition on her. So we think that we're not a visual country. But uh, actually, mm. Ireland was outside the patent office area for photography, you know, in, in its first decades. So we had a real kind of burgeoning of photography. Mm. You Burr Castle, all these people taking photographs from a very, very early, yeah. you know, stage of photography onwards and then you've other people who might you might reclassify them as having an artistic practice but but be filed away under you know pictures of fairs or pictures of circuses you know that would have been it I I suppose back in the day when you know a lot of people were photographing you know even in like 1920s 1930s whatever you know they'd be I'm thinking about you know Street photography back then. Yeah. It wasn't deemed as art, do you know. Like Father it, Brown's the only one we know of and he's really excellent. He's excellent, but there yeah. was loads of that loads, though. There was yeah. loads of street yeah. photographers that would, you know, take your photograph when you're out having a walk or whatever, la 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 la, and they'd sell it to you. Yeah. Like that. Like you know, Man on Bridge, that Man, Man on Bridge, Bridge project. That should you know, be reclassified, you know. do you know? And, I mean? and there was an exhibition on that and, and a, a TV programme. Mm. And like, so it's all of that. And that's what we're interested in as a museum. Yes, the high art, but also the other ways yeah. that people engage with photography. Love because it. the arts can be elitist at times. Oh, and yeah. photography's <laughs> got a unique, it's a carrier oil for culture. Yeah. You know, people aren't afraid of photography. Everyone takes pictures and the digital shift has been 
transport. Mm. Everyone takes pictures. Mm. People understand how to read them. They understand that it's an eyewitness, but they also know it's unreliable. Yeah. Because exactly. you can take a picture and make someone look like a hero. You make them look like yeah. an idiot, depending on how you photograph them. So, yeah. you know, it's it's really important that we also as well, I think, you know, speaking with, with the museum head on again, that we also educate the next generation who live lives on screens around the ethics and responsibilities, the pluses and minuses of, of around the politics of representation, who you photograph, when and why. I love this. You're saying all the right words to me today. This is amazing. And I'm so delighted that someone's taken on this mammoth task because it is a mammoth task. It is mammoth, What yeah. you're doing is mammoth, but it is so crucial and it's so important just to, not only to preserve our archives, but to educate Fantastic. Yeah. And I think photography and the, the public kind of, um, the way it's so accessible, photography is a bit of a double-edged sword. It so is. So that people will look at a, a photograph and they have this idea, well, sure, it's only a photograph, I can take that. So so it's so <laughs> ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Yeah. And then, I know I'm guilty of it myself, then we're not keeping it. Yes. Because we think it's always going to be there because it surrounds us. Yeah. And then the channels also get blocked. Mm. So, you know, and, and, and sometimes we get seduced by you know, the visual appeal, which is great. That's valid. Yeah. But there are other forms of photography that might speak to a truth or an uncomfortable truth or something that's not picturesque. So it's it's understanding the different ways that photography works. Yeah, that's works. what interests us, you know. because yeah, it is huge. It's so broad and it's all encompassing and huge and so important. Tony O'Shea, you have an exhibition launching tomorrow, tomorrow Thursday, Thursday at And it's open to public then from, from um, Friday, Friday onwards and it's on until the 18th of February. Yeah. And this is the result of four years archiving Tony's extensive catalogue. Tony, yeah, it is He's extensive. Tony's amazing. He's an incredible photographer. Yeah. Um, I think for people who are listening on the radio that might not know his work, you'd definitely know it if you saw it though. It's, it's very high contrast, black and white and he'd spend time out in communities around yeah. Ireland documenting, you know, the the turkey markets are documented yeah. in different, you know. He's very much in the, in the tradition of the street photographer, street, which yeah. is a genre within photography. Mm. And basically it's someone who, who responds almost. They're not trying to do a narrative description of an event or a history. They're actually trying to get a sense of the feel of the cacophony of the street, how people interact with each other, yeah. what plays out. And Tony, Tony originally was from Kerry, so the show it con- contains some a lovely body of work about his father during his declining years, and also um, a new body of work on bloodhounds in wow. in Kerry. But the the centre point of the exhibition is his long term love affair with the city of Dublin. You know, of course, he had a book, didn't he? Um, Dubliners, which Dublin's was, a classic uh, book, out of print, collector's item, highly regarded worldwide. It is, isn't it's it? Really, and yeah. I just even the I, just growing up with photography and looking at that book, you know, idolising a kind of very striking image on the front cover, which very is striking. just yeah. is called just man on bus or whatever it is. Very descriptive, but yeah. it's beautiful. And we'll put it up on socials for people listening now. Um, but I think that's just he shoots iconic work yeah. that often has a lot of it's so much personality just screaming off the page but a lot of sometimes humour but a lot of humor. understanding in humor it. Humour and like you know as you know yourself photography can be voyeuristic and it's a fine line yeah. you know because it is it is you know uh, there's a description I think it's Walker Evans had you know the best photographs are cruel and tender mm. and it's a balance between how much you expose yeah. and how much you protect yeah. your subject. It's, it's humour but not ridicule. Yeah so yeah. these pictures would they're not something you'd hang on your wall I think that's often the best description when you go to a show. It's not designed to hang in your wall. It's not yeah. supposed to be a pretty picture. What he's trying to do is give a sense of feeling or evoke what it felt like for him 
to be, to be on there. that city. So he's very interested in the individual within the crowd. That's a recurring theme in his work. So it's quite a Scandi noir mm. aesthetic to it. You know, yeah. it's quite um It's quite sharp, dark, it's quite minimal, it's quite yeah, quite darkly dark. humorous yeah. look. Yeah. But very um quite empathetic at the same time. You know, the really he really is looking at the struggle of human existence mm. and life lived in a public street. So there's often the macabre thing like the turkey markets, you know, which yeah. is kind of looks a little bit bizarre in this health and safety age, but <laughs> dead this, turkeys hanging around someone's yeah, neck. Just, yeah, yeah, like chopped off heads just hanging there going, yeah, grand, yeah. like whatever. But um, I just think uh, he's ov- he's so prolific. He must have spent an awful lot of time just walking the streets and getting to know people. And then now, I mean, how long was he practising for? Oh, the 40 years on the streets of Dublin, yeah. you know, like 40 years and, and still photographing now. Yeah. So and, and that when you when you see the later photographs compared to the other, like Dublin has changed but so this much. is it. So even if, you know, you wouldn't know a lot about photography, you wouldn't know a lot about anything, it'd still be a really interesting exhibition yeah. to come and view if you're into Dublin or you're just into the streets changing to seeing how much a place can change in 40 that years. That sense of also the people of the city. Mm. And, and and as we're aware, we're, there is a, a growing sense that the cultural kind of personality of Dublin is at risk. Yeah. You know, and I think that this is a concern for Tony. You know, areas like Smithfield, you know, that that kind of like the way that that city interacts with itself, you know, this move towards more more corporate spaces. Yeah. So I think when you look at this, you know, a lot of the work covers that mm. pre kind of noughties, you know, transformation. Yeah. Most of it's welcome, but it does kind of like, you know, we need not to tidy up things too much and corporatise too much. Absolutely. If we can walk away from the exhibition and everyone can realise that, that, it, it, you know, what was the beauty of Dublin in those 40 years was the people and not the businesses and the spaces and, you know, how well people were kept or anything. And I think you do get a sense of that from from his work. I just feel like when I'm when I'm looking at his photographs, they're just so intimate. Yeah, yeah. He gets really close. I mean, it's almost, you almost have to remind yourself that he had to physically stand there to yeah. take the picture, which is a bit of a daft thing to say, I know. But you know, they're so in the yeah. middle of something. It, yeah. it kind of, it would, it, you'd almost think these people are actors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That and there like, is that quality to them. They do, do almost feel like like there is a performance, performance being played yeah. out. You know, they're mm-hmm. quite they're quite circus-like, some of them in the way people are interacting. You know, they're quite Espe- lively. Especially with the kids on the horse that has the spots painted on it. Oh, like. they're just, some of them are just really funny. He it's, gets so close to so many people. Yeah. It's almost like he's got a, an invisibility cloak. You yeah. Know, it's, it's kind of and so, we, we, I mean, I've never met the man, but I love his work. Like, so, But he is doing a book signing or an artist talk, isn't he, on January yeah. 12th. So yeah. people can go along and... Uh, Check out our website. So there, there's, there's a programme of talks. Tony is a man of few words, which is why I'm here today and not Tony. Well, that's great. Um, <laughs> but his, spe- his pictures speak for themselves, they which do. is a cliche. But I mean, yeah, no, he is doing a book signing. His book is available and he's bringing out a new book uh, Kingdom of Hounds in 2023 that's fantastic and then people can go along um, from Friday publicly you're in Meeting House Square yeah and you've got more than 100 photos on 112 and this is a really small selection so we spent the last four years digitising his archive so you know that's amazing because from that he's been able to sell prints to other collections which is brilliant but we know that that work is preserved for the future. So four years to get to this point, but brilliant, well worth it. I love that you're behind this. I love that you're doing that for photographers. I'm absolutely chuffed. And thank you so much for coming in today and having a chat with us. So you can see Tony O'Shea's work and there's a book to coincide with it called The Light of Day, right? Brilliant. Trish Lamb, thank you so much for joining us today. As a beautiful acoustic version of his song, Stephen, Stephen with a V.
uh, by James Vincent McMorrow. Christmas markets. I don't want to talk about Christmas the whole time, but I do feel kind of Christmassy. I promise you, though, I'm never going to play Christmas tunes on this radio show. You can trust in me. Promise. Put your trust in me. I'm never going to play Christmas songs unless they're absolute bangers. Um, there's a couple of Christmas markets coming up. Um, they're actually on like going from now. So the 19th, 26th and 27th of November, which is now um, the Kilroddery Christmas Market. There's a Christmas market at Murrah Street um, right the way from this weekend till Christmas Eve. I love Murrah Street and Henry Street at Christmas because they have the stalls. And the stalls are fabulous. If you just want to pick up like a load of lighters and a Toblerone. <laughs> and you're, I always get my wrapping paper from the stalls in Murray Street as well. So that's every Saturday and Sunday down Murray Street. The Fumbly are having a Christmas market. Um, and this will be gorgeous for presents. Like really gorgeous. If you want to shop local and buy Irish. Um, they have 30 stalls of food. Um, independent crafters, artists and creatives. So the fumbly.ie is where you'll find out more information about that. That's from December 9th, 10th and 11th. There is a unique Bavarian style Christmas market coming to Hoth Castle. Um, and there's like a circus and everything there. I think they're really going all out is Hoth Castle. Um, tickets are 15 euro or from 15 euro, should I say. Um, and you can get family tickets and all that kind of stuff. You can check out um, the circus is Circus Garbola, G-E-R-B-O-L-A. Um, and you can you can even still apply to be a vendor for that one I was going to mention the Dublin Castle Market because they do a great market every year and you know while we were researching this for you it's sold out it's absolutely blanket booked sold out people were snap happy with those ones weren't they they just like totally bought all the tickets um, but I do think if you can walk up there on the day there'll be some cancellations and you can sneak in Um. We are also going to be doing a flea market and arts and crafts market in the Dean Art Studios on December 17th. So that's your last big shopping day before Christmas. But we're giving away free mulled wine. So I know where I'll be. Uh, let's take a track from uh, one of the artists playing down in Other Voices. Uh, he'll be on our show next week, Oshin Furlong, who is lead singer of Thumper. This is his solo project called Animo Drive. And here is a track called Goodbye and Good Luck.
What a beautiful wee song there from Moesha called Drag. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to keep it Irish, keep it fresh, keep it brand new. Here is a song called The Deep End from Zuckley, Z-U-C-H-L-E-Y.
was a bit of a pop banger, wasn't it? Rue with Better Off. Now, I'm going to squeeze loads of stuff in right in the last few minutes. The Cope, who we adore here on Dublin City FM, uh, ahead of the release of their EP, which I'm so excited for. Um, they're obviously doing a show, obviously, because I talk about it all the time, and they're doing a show in December in the Button Factory, but before that, they are screening their short films and previewing upcoming projects in Hen's Teeth, which is in Dublin 8. It's a cool wee space. If you haven't ever been to it before, go down there. It's a lovely shop. If You can pick up art prints, you can pick up books, you can pick up all bits and pieces, all celebrating and supporting the local art community. Anyway, Tuesday, November 29th, the Cope are in there doing a screening. Go in and have a little lunch. We're going to keep the tempo up here. This is Mild with Hypnodrome. That was Hypnodrome with their song Miles. Now, I'm going to wrap up the show because we've run out of time. I do love chatting to you. I'm really enjoying this radio show. I hope you are too. By all means, send me your feedback. Spotlight at DublinCityFM.ie is where you will find me. It's also the right channel should you wish to include stuff in our community notice board. Have you got anything going on? This is your place to platform it. Send me your tunes. Send me your press releases, your exhibitions, whatever it is that's floating your boat at the moment. Send it my way. Ruthless Imagery is where you will find me on all platforms if you want to say hello to me there. 
next week on our show we're going to do another Voices uh, special with Jim Carroll is going to come in and tell us what he's bringing down there and Ushin from Animal Drive is going to be playing some tunes uh, we will also have poetry um, readings and all sorts of stuff coming on the show I'm very excited about this you know that I love nothing more than talking to people about their passions and about the work that they do and it's a great place for just people to just come and share all that isn't it fantastic like I said before, December the 17th, put your trust in us, come down to the Dean Arts Studios on Chatham Road, just off South William Street, where we are going to have a Christmas crack thon We are inviting some of our favourite people here from Spotlight to take to the stage with a live audience that's going to be filled with you, hopefully. You and your family and your friends, come in. Um, have a little look have a little listen have a mulled wine on us <laughs> it's the busiest shopping day before Christmas so you're going to be carrying all your bags absolutely exhausted and it'll be a welcome a welcome sight to come into our lovely warm event space um, we will have poetry readings we will have author speaking we'll have comedians we will have a choir and we will have musicians and you will be very very welcome I'm also going to be wearing a bananas outfit <laughs> Uh, I will be back to you with more information on that soon. It has been my absolute pleasure talking to you today. Gurmila Mahogat for listening and I will see you again next week. How's it?